Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the mystical temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with chapter 13, part 2, pages 618 through 620. Chapter 13, The Ministers of the Mystical Temple, part 2. Taste is settled in the mouth. Therefore, we can attribute to it whatever is done by the mouth. You could call this the holiest minister if its only taste is for the praise of God alone. David aspired to this, singing, Let my mouth be filled with praise, that I may sing your glory, your greatness, all the day long. That's from Psalm 71, verse 8. But if you also avoid food that is superfluously seasoned, and not only superfluous, and avoid luxurious drink, and not only too much of it, your taste will be better you will your taste will better serve reason. I do not insist that you get accustomed to hard, coarse bread, or that you sprinkle it with ashes, what, however, some of the saints did in a most holy manner that it may have no taste. Nor do I want your honey to be mixed with gall. Your heart, I say, should not be free from bitterness, unless God urges you to do this and helps you. But I do boldly advise you this. Do not take delight in these gifts, but rather bless and love him who gives you food and drink at the right time. Not that you live to eat, but that you eat to live. Not that you, en- you enjoy, but that you use the gifts of God, remembering, however, the abstinence and fasting of Christ, remembering the gall and vinegar that was given to his majesty to drink when he was thirsting on the cross for your sake. And yet, indeed, do not do this alone, but also remove from others, when you can, the opportunity of sinning with their taste, This servant performs his duty badly when he eats and drinks continually, when he drinks heavily and guzzles day and night. Finally, smell might seem to some to be the least necessary minister for our temple if we did not know that its proper task is to prevent worthless smells. In these deplorable times, I doubt whether this minister keeps watch at his post before the gates of our temple, Indeed, I believe that, absorbed in sound sleep, he is badly snoring. For we are so given to perfumes that we steep even our clothes with them, and not just the entire head, kerchiefs, and sleeves. Alas, what sort of men are we who expose our noses to nothing except what has a pleasant smell? Christians, I beg you, awaken your smell that is in so ugly a manner buried. Awaken it so that it may prevent worthless fragrance from the temple of God unless you wish to fall down or to be thrust down to where there is a hideous and everlasting stench, where more than one Cincinnatus with his badly smelling Cyprian powder laments, ah, curses on my curls, curses on my hair, my disgrace, which I have often combed 
with an effeminate hand. Apply yourself to this holy pursuit with all your strength, so that these three ministers of your soul and body, touch, taste, and smell, may make you the sort of men about whom that famous saying of the holy king can be appropriately understood and declared. They have noses and yet do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, and no sound rises from their throats. That's from Psalm 115, verses 6 and 7. Well, in the second part of the this chapter, St. Stanislaus turns to the senses of taste and smell. First, taste. He attributes whatever is done in the mouth to the sense of taste. This minister is holy if he has a taste only for praising God. He quotes a psalm of King David who praises the Lord in song. And St. Stanislaus advises us to avoid overindulgence in food and drink. This can draw us away from God. It is easier to stay on the right path if we deny ourselves and follow Christ. St. Francis of Assisi lived very ascetically, making many sacrifices through fasting and extreme ascetical practices, such as adding ashes to his food so that it wouldn't taste good. At the end of his life, he apologized to his body and asked uh, for forgiveness from his body, and he also requested that his beloved almond cookies be brought to him on his deathbed, showing his humanity. St. Stanislaus advises us to be detached from food. We can enjoy it, but we have to guard against gluttony and overindulgence. Finally, he looks at smell. St. Stanislaus writes of a practice uh, of the time of keeping sweet-smelling perfumes always near at hand to avoid the horrible smells of the streets, the garbage and the the remains that were found on the streets, etc. St. Francis advises that a... uh, Pope Francis, excuse me, Pope Francis advises us that a pastor can't be afraid of the smell of the sheep. He needs to be close to them, to help them, those who are in need. People who are sick need help, even when their sufferings generate unpleasant smells. So we can't avoid that if we want to uh, do works of charity and help those in need. Let us ask the Lord to help us to use our senses well and to help us to grow in holiness. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you. I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.